When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we were talking about Step Brothers. Step Brothers, a classic. <laughs> yeah, you love this movie. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my top, like, favorite Will Ferrell movie, but this definitely had a time in my life where it had taken over a bit. Like, I'd watch this movie a lot. Yeah. And revisiting it was really interesting because I'm like, I, I actually, to the, there's no way I could tell if this movie's good or not anymore. <laughs> Do you ever have a movie like that? Like, I just don't know if it's good or not because I've, yeah. like, I've seen it too many times. It has too much nostalgic value for me. I'm like, this movie has problems, okay? I'm not going to say it doesn't have problems. There are parts of this that were supposed to be funny that I would argue hasn't aged well yep. and all this kind of stuff. But I've watched it too many times. Yeah. I it, it's it's locked in. I I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, what I would say, I think this is maybe the second time I've ever seen it. You know, I That's saw it when so it came out. Yeah, so wild. You know, maybe parts of it if it was like on at a party or something like that. But like um, revisiting, I was just like, oh yeah, no, this is just. Like, all the things, I, I maybe thought this was very dumb when I first saw it, and I was just like, yeah, but I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see, I just want to see John C. Riley and Will Ferrell doing their thing, and that's what this movie is. Th that's exactly what this movie is. If you've never seen this movie, the basic plot line is, is we've got, we've got uh, Dale and Brennan, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and they are both still live with their parents at 39 years old, 39, 40, um, they still both live with their parents. They act like absolute fucking children. Their parents meet, fall in love, go, oh my God, my problem is the same as your problem. We're meant for each other. They all move in together. They become stepbrothers. They don't like each other at the beginning because they're too similar. Okay. You are going to dislike somebody that is that similar to you. They kind of battle it out a little bit, then discover through... Uh, through Brennan's brother, Derek. Derek. They have a now. They have a common enemy. Okay, we have a common enemy. He is a villain of sorts to us. That has united us. We are going to, you know, kind of mentally fuck, you know, fuck this guy. We both don't like this man. We're going to become friends. We're going to try and start a business, uh, <laughs> prestige worldwide. Chef's kiss, prestige worldwide. We're going to try and start a business. They take their father's boat, ruin it. His only dream was to retire and sail this boat. This man then descends into some sort of madness, which valid, okay, <laughs> starts getting drunk all the time. He's upset, wants to kick the kid, the quote-unquote 40-year-old children out. They, they end up, that ends up being the end of their marriage because they can't kind of like agree on how to punish these kids. It's become too much of a wedge in their relationship, they split up, have to sell the house. These two um, adult baby men 
then have to go out on their own, become adults, and then they at the Catalina wine mixer try and get their parents back it's together. The fucking which, Catalina it's, wine. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> And they are successful in that at the end. Find what their real passions are. Realize that, uh, and both of their parents, for some reason, decide that their weirdness was what made them good. And to never get rid of that because they're acting like stupid fucking adults. And we don't like that. That's not the message of this movie. (laughs) I am so excited to start dissecting this. Because there's a lot happening. But before we do that, guys, we have to thank our sponsor of this week's podcast, Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. Yes, it's the official podcast of bourbon, which is, I mean, that's a thing. That's crazy, but that's true. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys didn't know this, bourbon is actually specific a distinctive product of the United States. It can't be produced anywhere else in the world. So it's like champagne. It's, yes, champagne problems. You have bourbon problems, baby. I've been drinking bourbon <laughs> since the beginning of this year. Uh, and last year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, if, you're, if you're like me, and uh, you know maybe you enjoy a, a good stiff drink every once in a while, but uh, you're not really educated on, on what bourbon is. Maybe what the difference between bourbon and whiskey is or bourbon and scotch you know um this is the podcast for you because like not only do they have things for the people who know what's up and and they're interviewing ceos and things like that of all these like labels that you've heard of they're actually educating you as they go right like they're teaching you they're taking you from that novice uh, sort of thing where you don't you walk down that aisle at the store and you go i don't I don't know what to get. Oh, yeah. All the way up to someone who really knows their stuff and can recommend it to their friends and stuff. Like, this is, it's educational, it's fun, it goes into the history, all this stuff. This is how you want to learn about this uh, this fantastic little drink. Yeah, guys, so if you want to check out the Bourbon Pursuit podcast, join your hosts, Kenny Coleman, Ryan Cecil, and Fred Minnick on an epic bourbon adventure. Subscribe and follow Bourbon Pursuit wherever you can get your podcasts. And now it is time to talk about who the villain is. Craig, who, who, who are you clocking as the villain? So there's a couple villains in this ah, movie, yes. for sure. So I think, the, I think the obvious one is Derek, played by Adam Scott. So yes. Brennan's uh, Will Ferrell's brother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that who you picked? Oh, well, yes, that is one of the villains, so yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Just, he, I would say he's the strongest villain because he is what unites our two characters, our right. two main characters, yep. to become friends. Yes. So he would be our main, main villain, which I love watching him play. Because, like, I've just come off of a uh, a Parks and Rec <laughs> rewatch, and right. this is such a vastly different character. And he plays both so well. Yes. What What's crazy, Adam Scott, I'm the same way. I've come over to your side where I'm like, Parks and Rec, oh my God, uh, he's so charming. But uh, before that, before I really got into Parks and Rec, I knew him from this. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the life of Walter Minnie, he's in that and he plays like this aggressive dude bro to uh, Ben Stiller, who's like making fun of him all the time and all the rest. So it was like, that's what I knew Adam Scott from was like being this asshole dude, bro. So when he showed up on Parks and Rec, I was like, oh, you're making him the romantically gross. Yes. But yeah, then yeah, like yeah. I, I've been completely. But he just, yeah, it it works so well. He can be so charming. Yeah. And just like his little, I don't know, letters to Cleo smile. He's just adorable. He's adorable <laughs> in that show. And this, he is a 
perfect asshole. And I'm not going to say he's not an ass, okay? Yes. But he's definitely not the biggest villain <laughs> in this movie. And no. I think we can argue that pretty strongly. Yes. Now, for our secondary villains, who would you argue is our like side villains? I would say that the parents, um, Nancy and Robert, um, and Robert... The movie presents Robert as the bigger villain. Yes, I would say that, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think he is 100% justified in literally everything he does. The only time I disagree with him is at the end, where it's like, this is the quote-unquote <laughs> lesson. The happy ending? Yeah, the lesson he learned, and I was like, this wasn't the right lesson. This isn't the lesson you learned, no. Yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, I don't agree with that. Great for comedy, bad for life. Bad for life. Okay. You are horrible people. Yes. You're bad parents. Now, uh, what, are you done your list of villains? I think so. Okay, so you don't think the, the playground kids <laughs> are villains? Yeah, no, they are. It's just, it's one scene. You're I right. would say, oh, it's yeah, two that, scenes. Is it? Okay. Because, I and I think it might be like a post-credit thing where they come back and kick the shit out of all the kids. Oh, I did turn it off before we got ah, to that. No, I always, I, I have to watch them do that because they arrive in a helicopter <laughs> to kick the shit out of these kids. And that, if you know me, you know I like that. That's yeah. what I'm... And plus, the fight scene is so... Like, you can tell they're not even close to hitting these kids, and they're just flying back like it's the Matrix. I love it. I love watching it. One of my favorite parts, for I sure. will say that the fight scene in the movie is legitimately hilarious. <laughs> Where it's like these two grown men, and they're like... <laughs> Getting the shit beat yeah, out of the, them. The one kid just like half his size just walks right up to Will Ferrell and clocks him like yeah. and takes him down. And you go, that's so brutal. Like they sell it. Like they sold <laughs> that you believe that these kids could beat up these grown men. I love it. it and and I would say funny. they're the only villains I'm not going to defend. <laughs> I'm not. These, these kids need guidance. They need they adult supervision. They're the opposite of uh, Brennan and Dale. They are too much adults, and they need to fucking relax and kick a ball around or something. Yes. They've gone the opposite way. Too strong. Yeah. Too fucking strong. Okay, so <laughs> maybe let's start with the dad. Yeah. Okay. We'll just start with, uh, with Dr. Robert. Okay. Yeah. With Dr. Rob. Um, so his whole, what makes him a villain in the eyes of the movie is his total distaste and um, what would I call it? He's at the end of his rope, basically. He, he has had supremely enough. These two men are 40. They're in their house. He just, he just got married. Probably wants to bone down. Yeah. Oh, he does. Probably wants to bone down a little more than he's getting right now with his weird, weird son that's still in the home. There is an argument made, and this is kind of what I want to hang my hat on here, is that he makes this point of, at what age does this matter again? Like, at a point, it has to matter. Yes, because... How old they are. Because the mother says, there, there are kids, we need to support them, mm -hmm. no matter what age. And he says, yeah, at what point, at a certain point, age does matter. It has to matter, and yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. It does matter. This whole movie changes drastically in tone if these kids are, if they're 20. 
if they're yeah. still in their 20s or whatever. And I would still argue, even still, you could find pockets of like, well, yeah, but at a moment you got to learn. Yeah, I you mean, have it, to fl- you have to learn to fly on your own. It would be more appropriate at twenty. <laughs> it, oh, so much more appropriate. <laughs> because the other thing is, he like they move in, right mm-hmm. together, and the like the very first sort of thing where they're like, where Robert, Doctor Doback, Doctor Robert, realizes that things are on. He's at the hospital, and he gets a phone call oh, right. that his adult sons are fighting on the lawn and he comes, he rushes home and finds them swinging at each other with golf clubs and baseball bats. Their mother is standing there with the hose, spraying them down, trying to get them to stop. And they both simultaneously knock each other out. That is ridiculous. Yes. (laughs) And that to me would be like a huge turning point to be, you could gloves are off at this point. You could pick, I think you could truly just pick any singular moment with either of these men, and that would be grounds for you need to leave. Yeah. Him talking about his his uh, chest hair going down to his ball fro. Oh, that's and how a, his yeah. new wife is going to want to have sex with him. Oh. That's already, yes. Strike <laughs> strike 15. We're already on strike 15, sir. You all I've watched these characters do is put an illegal amount of cheese on nachos. Okay, an illegal amount. And then I'm sorry, I you know what really bothers me about that scene? You can't masturbate with nachos in front of you. Those nachos have you got 15 minutes on those nachos tops. Okay. You tell me you can't finish your nacho play, man? Come on. You're 40. You should know You're this by 40. Now. Pump one out before or wait the 15, finish your nachos and pump one out after like an adult. Okay. My God. It's, it's the masturbate nacho sandwich. That's what I said. Masturbate nacho masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> or nachos, masturbate, then the cereal. You know what I mean? Your shit's soggy by the end of this session. You know what I mean? You're not even watching porn. This lady's doing, she's in spandex. It's going to take a minute. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, that's the that, that's a point I do want to make about this movie is um, one they are not actually acting like immature adults. They are acting like the, the way that John C. Riley and Will Ferrell portray these is they are being ten year olds, right? Like like the the ways in which an adult is immature are much different than uh, the way that a kid is immature. Absolutely. Even if you are an immature adult. Mm-hmm. You are not going to be this level of immature. Where they're like, I'm going to put my balls on your drum set. Or like, don't touch my <laughs> drum set. And they're doing karate in the garage. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to me, that is also the brilliance of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were actually immature in the way that adults who've never left home and don't want to provide for themselves and don't want to take on responsibility, they would just be pure assholes. Oh, and you yeah, wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't you, like them no. at all. The fact that it's just Will Ferrell and John C. Riley acting like 10-year-olds, you're like, well, this is wonderful. This is yeah. offensive and stupid, but I love it. It's got a fucking samurai sword with Randy Jackson's <laughs> signature on it. <laughs> you tell me you see Randy Jackson, you're not getting his signature? <laughs> yeah, that's all I had on me was the samurai sword. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I laughed so hard at that point. And, I mean, the other thing is bunk beds. <laughs> I... <laughs> You're you're 40 years old. You don't need my permission to make punk beds. 
I love that so much because they, <laughs> if somebody's asking you permission to make bunk beds, under no circumstances should those people be making bunk beds. No. <laughs> And I remember the first time I saw that scene where they go, this, you know, we're, we're, this, is the, this is the line of the movie to me is so much room for activities. Yeah. Like Kat and I just moved into a new place. We say it to each other all the time, so much room for activities. <laughs> and then when he jumps on the top bunk and it just falls straight down on top of Will Ferrell, you're just like, that to me is <laughs> just so funny. I don't know why... The older I get, the more I like slapstick comedy. Oh, me too. Absolutely. No, lean into it. I don't I don't mind a movie where you just got to turn your brain to 50%. Like, that's, I, I'll hang out in that space of just yeah. like, just turn it down 50%. Don't think too hard. Just let it wash over you. Let it happen. And this is really one of those movies for me of like, don't think about it too much. Just let it happen to you and enjoy these men being absolutely ridiculous in the most, like, they're just, they're also wearing outfits that children would wear. They yeah. go, oh, I got to go to an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we should both wear tuxedos and do it as a team, which, okay, uh, another point to Robert. Okay, let's, let's just string along. After he's hit his limit, okay, this is after... I, I, I'm done. I'm so mad at you guys. I can't handle this. Um, sets up interviews for them. Okay. Yeah. He set up all these interviews for them. Couldn't, couldn't hold their hand more. Okay. And then says, get whatever you want out of my closet. Okay. Gotta look good for the interviews, Gotta guys. Gotta look good. Like, really, like, just pumped up in the morning. Really, like, this is a big day, guys. Get whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Like, just make it happen. Okay. He then, after that, after it doesn't go well, okay, at all, <laughs> lose it. First of all, he's lost all of these professional connections. Those are, burn it down. You, he can't recommend anybody for a job after that. Gone. You know what I mean? And this is a man that owns two tuxedos. Not one, <laughs> but two. Okay? Neither of those I men owned what. either of those. You know what I mean? <laughs> This is, a, this is a professional individual. <laughs> and for oddly different body types. Yes, too. I would say. We're <laughs> None of breeze, which are his. <laughs> we're going to breeze over it. Your brain's at 50%. Six, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet you have a tuxedo that fits six foot two, Will Ferrell. Yeah. But after, after all of that, okay, still when they're selling the house is giving them money, okay, giving them Enough money each to get an apartment. De yeah, save deposit on the apartment. Yeah, and is paying for their therapy, which, as an audience member, I think we can all agree they desperately need. We're maybe about thirty years too late. Yeah, yeah, we missed <laughs> missed the boat. Better late than never. That. Better late than never. But yes, I would say if you're looking at the two parents, like we've got um, Nancy who enables this. Yeah, she's so like, deeply. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I just thought it was very inventive and creative. No. Now's the time to be mad. Oh, when they steal the boat and yes. crash it. Yeah. yeah I for, liked your for initiative. boats and hose? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Boats and hose isn't worth it. No. You know what I mean? You're not up there. You, you, you know Mozart. Okay. You're... You're... You're, you're idiots. You're idiots. Yes. <laughs> I mean, boats and hose is a hit, but still. <laughs> There, yeah, there are moments, especially with, let's say, 40 year old men, you're allowed to be mad. 100 percent. No, if anybody uh, acted like this, 
I don't even know what I would do. Like, I, love, I, I would lose it. I love when they learn they're going to get divorced. <laughs> He's like, I, I, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I can't. <laughs> they're both, like, fucking hysterical. And it's been, what, like, two months? Three months? Something like that? It's not very yeah. long. It's not very long. It's less than a year. And Let's say summer to Christmas. Yeah, summer to Christmas is great. And they say, is this our fault? And the mother goes, no, we talked about it, and we were really concerned that you think it was your fault, and we want you to know it's not you. And she's just, like, telling what they would tell a kid. And then Robert, the dad, very rightly says, it is 150% your fault. Like, you are the two things that have driven us apart. And he is he is right. Okay. No, mm. no, he's right. Okay. I, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to give him a 75%. Okay. 75%, you're absolutely correct. This is these two It's a nightmare faults. scenario. It is a nightmare scenario. The other 25% is Nancy not being the, the partner he needs her to be. Okay. Granted. But I'm also going to say that that is her not being the partner she needs to be also falls entirely within the context of these two kids. We've let this go on for far too long. Yes. Like, these two individuals need to wake up and go, yes, <laughs> they need to be out. I don't know, whatever, doing anything. I also don't understand. Well, like I do because of how the movie builds up and then they blame each other for the divorce and then start burying each other. <laughs> I'm burying you. Um, but what I would just, the, the best solution here is for these two men to get an apartment together. <laughs> It is, And right? just spiral down. It, th- 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 this man is literally wiping his ass with a bath mat. Okay, you two could live together. Okay, it'll be fine. <laughs> Although I will say that scene where Will Ferrell comes out of the, like, the lesson is he's got to buy his own toilet paper. And he comes out of the store and he, like, raises it over his head triumphantly. I was like, I felt that hard after this pandemic. Like, there were definitely times where I would come home with a big thing of toilet paper and, like, hold it over my head like I'd returned from the hunt. You know what I mean? I was like, look, I can, what I have provided. (laughs) I am a provider. Like, it was a deer or something. (laughs) You know, I want to put the the empty rolls up above our mantle as, like, a trophy. Yeah, anyway. I'm trying to think if I've ever uh, I think the cra- I've probably used a leaf to wipe my ass before. I would say that's probably as far oh, yeah. as far as I've gone. <laughs> bath mat is excessive. Bath mat. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> the shower's this- right there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just do a really good job of drying off. You're fine. Yeah. Uh so I am 100% on the side of the father yelling at them, kicking them out of the oh, house. Oh, absolutely. And he does yeah. everything. They get, gives them money, gets them into therapy. The, now, where I where I go back and go, okay, here's where I disagree, is when he doesn't learn the lesson I think he needs to learn, which is watching these two men be adults, okay, adults in a hilarious fashion, in a I take baby aspirin every day. Yeah, they, again, they are children pretending to be adults. Yes! 10-year-old, they're 40-year-old men. Pretending to be 10-year-olds, pretending to be adults. It reminds me of that BoJack character of yes. uh, two kids in a trench coat. <laughs> I'm off to do adult business now. <laughs> I, I've got to go to the business store. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So, but that's, the lesson isn't 
always be, I, I forgot how to be a T-Rex. <laughs> I forgot how to be a T-Rex, and my dad at 17 told me to stop. So unfortunately, I never did that to you until you got to 40. Oh. Yeah, we didn't learn the right lesson. I should have done this sooner was the lesson. Not yes. my dad was a bad guy, and you're unique. There's there's space for unique and being an adult, okay? there's You can still run Prestige Worldwide, okay? And, and also buy toilet paper. <laughs> Like, both can happen <laughs> at the same time. That's yeah. the lesson that needs to be learned In fact, here. you can be more magical than quirky if you buy toilet paper. Like, yes. it's it's freeing. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so now, um, now we, we, of course, have to talk about Derek. Because yes. Derek, I would argue, is the biggest villain. The intended villain of this, absolutely. So, okay, if we just lay out kind of what Derek does. Now, not, Derek is a dick. Okay. He has some pretty colorful language I don't care for. 100%. Um, he is no doubt a dickish finance bro. Okay. That is his brand. But let's just kind of dissect. First of all, the thing that we're supposed to be like, oh, that's the most dickish thing he does, was make fun of his brother in high school. Mm. Whoa! <laughs> Trauma. It, it was pr pretty dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, was... but I would argue not completely he wasn't alone in doing this. No. He started it. It was cruel. Okay. It wasn't fine. But at the same time, what are you supposed to do in a high school where we're whatever, 17, but we all look 40? This is crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're all pretty, you know what I mean? Hormones are flying off the charts at this high school, I got to tell you. Yeah, because they do show everybody. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everybody as is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you got to make fun of. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I. I mean, and to be clear, the the thing was, he got the entire football team to replace the choir, and chant. What is it? Brennan has a mangina. Yes. At him while he's singing a song, and then this is this is the actual piece de resistance for me, which is he then won. That that same talent show <laughs> by lip syncing Ice Ice Baby, and the dad just goes, "That's a good song." Yeah, that's a good, well, it is. It is a good song. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, cruel, absolutely. So, but this is the inciting incident that says Brandon off in on like the crazy fucked up life that he has, where and he's I not going to take responsibility. He's not going to sing in front of anybody. And I understand not not being able to sing doesn't cause these behavioral issues. I got to tell mm -hmm. you, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like he's not like he's like making these nachos while toe tapping. Cause this is his only release back into music. Okay. It hasn't descended him into some sort of, it's just kind of like, Oh, I faced adversity one time and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is when you put it that way is symptomatic of a greater issue. Oh no. He the, the second we have the any... The therapy is needed. Yeah. The second I have encounter any problem, I regress to... Yes. And I maintain, there is an asshole, okay? But then once we get to adulthood, okay, I think we can have a different story happening here, all right? There, we've got Derek, who, within the scope of this film, has um, his wife cheat on him... Yeah. ...repeatedly. Um... Yeah, that's probably, and that's probably, I would argue, one of the, and he gets punched in the face. Yes. Okay, he gets punched in the face. 
cheated on on his birthday, by the way. Oh, okay. that was his birthday. It's yeah. his birthday party. They fuck in the bathroom. Okay. And I'm not saying he's a good husband, but leave him. <laughs> yeah. Don't do this. I, I was honestly like a little worried rewatching it because I was like, I kind of read the plot and oh, it's like, oh, the wife just immediately starts an affair with uh, uh, Dale. Dale. Yeah. And I was like, all oh, right, it's Catherine Hahn. And she plays this as so fucking crazy. Yes. Where you're just like, oh, this is fine. Like, it's it's not like a weird, like, you're falling all over him because, like, you know, for, for bullshit reasons, just to be cruel. Yes. This is like, oh, you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. And, oh. and I love that for her. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever Catherine Hahn wants to serve up, I will be eating. Okay. She is so awesome in this and pretty much every anytime I see her, I'm always she's somebody as soon as she's on screen, I start laughing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what she's doing. It's just her she's got an energy about her that makes me fucking die laughing. But if okay, if we're looking at Derek, yeah. Okay. He was dominates conversation a little bit. Dominates conversation. He's a he's a finance bro, okay? He is a dick, okay? But I wouldn't say he's like the biggest villain. Okay. Like when we look at what he's doing for, he's like, oh, I'll do it for four fifths commission. Okay. Yeah. Hilarious <laughs> ratio, which is yes. so funny. But it's still a discount. Still a discount. Still wants this man to live his dreams. Right. Okay. Also is motivating into like, hey, you're going to get kicked out, bud. And everything he says to Brennan is like mean. I'm not going to say it's not mean. He is mean to Brennan. But I sometimes I'm like, maybe somebody needs to be mean to Brennan. Yeah. <laughs> maybe somebody Because mom's not going to. Well, yes. Mom's not going to. And all you've been doing is living with her for the past 40 years. Time to move on, bud. Time yeah. to start, you know, getting your own apartment and you can pimp it out and be like, I, I'm speaking as somebody that is absolutely an adult child. Okay. <laughs> I play video games. I eat nachos regularly. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I am pretty much, I am a, ooh, I just need a little treat kind of lady. You know what I mean? I do satisfy that urge all the time. Okay. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, I want to stay up late. And I do. <laughs> yeah, but you're an adult and but you're I'm allowed to. But I'm an adult to. and I have a bank, but I still have like a bank and you, account. And you still and pay I, rent and you buy toilet and, paper. Yes. Like I, there are certain systems in place that say, hey, I'm still a grown up. Okay. I can still feed myself. I can do, still do these sorts of things. And if you can't, you might need a few harsh words because clearly the soft words aren't working. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And to go back to this, they're not immature in a way that adults are immature, right? Yes. Who Who are just like, well, I don't know. I just don't want to get a job. They are just like, I want to do karate in the garage. And you go like, yeah, we need to. There's something wrong with these guys at this point. But and just looping back to Derek for a second, you mentioned he's doing it for four-fifths commission. Yeah. He, but what he is actually doing there is he is offering uh, the dad, he's offering uh, Dr. Robert uh, to sell his home for 30% over asking mm -hmm. so that they can retire two years early yeah. and pursue their dream of, of sailing around the world. That is an insanely nice thing to do for your mother and her new husband. Retire two years early? 
Huge. Yes. Yeah, that's that's uh, you can't you can't put a price on it. No, that's it's time. That's the yes, that's the wedding present, right? Oh, and the the first thing that occurs to us where Derek's a bit of a dick is he he misses the uh, wedding mm-hmm. for a fishing trip. And you go like, ah, oh, fuck that, right? You couldn't even come to your own mother's wedding. What I was saying in his defense, one that seemed like a whirlwind romance. You know what I mean? It did. It ha- it seemed it felt like it happened super quick, so quickly that both of the children don't even know what they're They uh, haven't met yet. They haven't met really met yet and they didn't even set up a secondary room. Like none of this happened. Yeah. It like, happened very quickly. And that fishing trip as he describes it Seemed like it was a pretty no, big I, deal. I skipped that wedding every time. Yeah. Every time, as soon as he started to describe it, I was like, yes, of course you went on that fishing trip. Fuck that. It's your mom's second wedding, and she got engaged like a month ago. Yeah, what do you what do you want me to drop everything, Nancy? Fucking relax. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on a fishing trip with uh, billionaires, essentially. He drops a whole bunch of names. Mark Cuban, all these guys. Uh, he's going sport fishing in the Gulf. Like, that's like, that's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime trip absolutely even for for him as successful as he is like that's a that's not a thing you reschedule no and i'm not going to that way fuck it yeah <laughs> and also i'm going to say in his defense also neither of those parents seem upset nobody no. nobody was upset no like it, it's us to go oh well what monster would do that but these people all seem pretty chill you know what i mean like, there are certain families that have different emotional rules and obligations. And it seems within this family, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And Robert is super, like, you can tell, he he doesn't, he really, really likes this guy. Yeah. Him and Derek get along swimmingly because they both understand that uh, these two individuals shouldn't be acting like this. And it's so refreshing, right? When you, if you, if you had to deal with those children... To talk to an adult. Yes. You're like, oh, I can talk to you about adult things now. <laughs> you know, I can, I can, I can relate to you. Absolutely. Like at one point, <laughs> this is just one of my stupid or no, or one of my silly notes. My favorite thing is him calling what they do rumpus. Because I just think. That is the perfect word to describe exactly what they're like. Rumpus time is over. Get into the, the rumpus room <laughs> is so fucking funny to me. I forgot this this term existed. I want to go. If you if somebody asks, hey, do you want to go to rumpus room tonight? Uh, Fuck yeah, hundred percent. How is there not? There's got to be a bar named the Rumpus Room for sure, right? <laughs> Come on, if there's not, somebody make that happen. I think fi- I'm picturing like pool noodles and padding on all the corners, like yeah, but like a punk band. Yeah, also, like you just you you mosh in a uh, in a uh, in a ball pit. <laughs> Oh, make this, that bar. This feels like it's an insurance nightmare. But yeah, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, also, a good comedy club name. The Rumpus I, I'm doing room. a tight 20 at the Rumpus Room tonight. Yeah, yeah that'd be a lot of fun, man. Yeah. But that, that is exactly what these individuals are doing. Um, I would also strongly, another point for Robert, stra- I would lose my mind if people slept walk the way they did in my house. Oh, you're you're getting strapped into bed at night. 
You, you, you can sleepwalk. With yes, me. yes, yes. No, no, no. We're just we're we're getting you a belt or something. I don't know what needs to happen here. Some sort of sleeping pill. I don't know how it works, but we can't. No. Be doing this. They're throwing the, the, the they picked up the Christmas tree and are throwing yeah. it in their parents' bedroom. He wakes them up and then they throw him <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> and they both have the same thing. They both sleepwalk at the same time. Um, again, another issue that definitely should have been addressed how years is, ago. How is nobody warning anybody about anything in this movie? Like, neither parent warned either one. I have, like, hey, my son sleepwalks. We have to watch out for this shit. Right. It's like, I have, I'm so, I have sleeping problems. I have things that could happen while I'm sleeping. If I'm in the same building, you know what I mean? If I could get to you while I'm sleeping, I'll let you know. Okay, I'm like, hey, if you wake me up and we have a conversation, trust that that never happened for yeah. me. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. It never happened for me. Anything I said to you is, Pure nonsense. Also, if you wake me up, you might get aggressed. There might be violence happening. Is that really true oh, for you? Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Really? Oh, if you wake me up, there will be violence. Okay, there might be You're, violence. Wow. Not okay. like, I don't walk around or anything, but like if I'm laying down, you wake me up. If I'm in the middle of a night terror, like this might not go good for you. you oh, don't, shit. Because like, I won't be aware for the next couple minutes. Like I'm still in it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to snap and go, oh, it's you. Like, no, you're still the person I was dreaming about. So fuck you. <laughs> I definitely have slept walk before. I, I remember, it doesn't happen a lot, but I do remember one time um, I was like in bed and I like rolled over and I was like, saw the 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 uh, the clock, mm-hmm. uh, the bedside clock and saw it and go, it's broken. I should tell mom and dad about this. And I was like, I don't want to because I'm comfy in bed, but I should, I really need to go tell mom and dad so I got up and I walked to the room and I knocked on the door and the light turned on and that's when I woke up. And I was just like in that twilight space where I was like, um, my clock is broken. Like <laughs> immediately realizing like what an insane thing. And they're like, go back to bed, Craig. And I was like, all right. And I went, but I just remember consciously making that decision that my clock is broken. I need to go tell them. And that made perfect sense to me. Whereas Really, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, these men need a lock on their door. Yes. Yes. At the minimum. Or, or uh, yeah, a lock on the parents' door. Yes, <laughs> at least. So we don't have to get accosted by a Christmas tree. Yeah. He, and then I will say, so d- back to Derek. He tries to sell the house. And what they do oh, is heinous. Shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they dress like Nazis and the KKK to like scare off buyers and then pretend like they're a corpse on the floor. Like it is awful. Yep, truly awful because all they're doing is saying, okay, I don't want my parents to live their dreams even though all they've done is lift me up since I was, or for 40 years, all they've done is help me. I don't want them to retire because that means I might have to go to work and stop jerking off to the spandex lady on the TV. <laughs> yeah, it's heinous. It's absolute, yes. It's so evil to even the people they love. They don't defend, yes. None of, neither of these men do anything they should, even at the end. Because, like, well, they do start the company that they should have started, definitely. Yeah. But then we've got, you know who's one of the biggest villains of this movie? 
and one that I don't think has a, I, I don't have a defense for them. I'm like, this is truly tragic is his therapist. Oh yeah. That is fucked up, man. You can't do that shit. Also the idea that anyone, anyone in the scope of this reality would be attracted to either of those men. Oh, it kind of works for Derek's wife because she's so unhinged and she hates Derek so much. And you can kind of, they, they build it up in a way where you're like, okay, I can kind of understand this. It's still nuts, but yeah. I can kind of get on board with it. The therapist, I'm like, you are so hot. <laughs> and with setting so firm boundaries yes. and all the rest. Yeah, yeah. I did love at the end where she goes, this is so unhealthy. Yes. You know that, right? Where they make the boat into a the 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 boat that they wrecked into a treehouse filled with pornography and Wookiee masks for them, and she goes, "You realize how bad this is?" And she goes, "But then goes, fuck, he can wear the hell out of that pirate hat." Yes, <laughs> we didn't learn the lessons. Lesson. Nobody lost. We need to learn. They, you got these men. Not only did you not tear down the, you got them a better treehouse. Yeah. You've got them a place where they're never going to. You got them cross crossbows. Neither of these men, they couldn't build a bunk bed, man. Yeah. You can't give them crossbows. That's insanity. At least like a bow, you know what I mean? Like a like a regular bow and arrow. Okay. Okay, we can do a lot less damage with this. A crossbow is a crazy dangerous weapon. <laughs> the next scene is just them. Well, I'm surprised they weren't in the scene with uh, them kicking their ki- the kids' asses. They just show up with crossbows. <laughs> crossbows from a helicopter. Everybody scatter! <laughs> Every, all these children just running off. I, yeah. Yes. And another thing for Derek, which kind of gets glossed over because he's once again a dick about it, but he gives Brennan a job. Yes! He um, does give Brennan a job. Immediately, and he's like, you won't last a, w- last a week here, but we'll give you a go. Which is actually very uh, generous of him because he knows who his brother is. He knows what a fuck up he is. He knows he's not capable of working with other people or making rational decisions. Much to our surprise as the movie going public, we are surprised that Brennan is actually pretty good at it and pulls it off. But he just gives him the job the second he asks for it. Implying that, implying, and I think it's all even maybe even said earlier in the movie that that job has been on the table for years. Yes, always available to him. I was willing to help my brother out at the drop of a hat. You just needed to ask. Yep. And you never did because you were, you know, too good to accept help from your brother. So instead, I'm going to burden my mother and ruin her marriage. I can't imagine. It's so funny how selective they view help in this movie is, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not going to take help from Derek because I'm, I'm too proud. Yeah. <laughs> well, about the, what, man? The, <laughs> the idea that these men have pride, fucking hilarious. I also love in the interview scenes that they almost get hired because <laughs> that is a hundred percent something I might do. <laughs> If I'm on the hiring of this, like, sports Oh, yeah, the Seth Rogen, yeah. Yeah, you're just sitting there, you know, yeah, like, I kind of get it. This is funny. I just You guys want... showed up in, in tuxedos. I get it, you know, f- making fun of the whole process. I would probably, hi- I would at least give them a chance. Yeah. I would, because my favorite people I've ever worked with have been fucking weirdos. 
<laughs> they were always my favorite people to work with because generally speaking, they show up, they have no filter. Okay, no filter. Yeah. You're going to watch some shit happen. You know what I mean? They're going to say some shit to customers that you get to enjoy and then clean up afterwards. And a lot of customers are just like anyone but this person. <laughs> Yeah, there, there is, there's a decision to be made there. It goes, where is this going to be the kind of like wacky that's going to make the shift here a little better? Yeah, for me, or is this the kind of crazy that's going to make it worse for everybody? You know, like the, a, the like line a little is color. If you're a dick, I think. Yeah, a little color, a little uh, intrigue. Sure, that can go a long way, but yeah. And and we see that in this scene too, where he goes, ah, it's it's cool. You're wearing the tuxedos, and then uh, Dale lets out this huge long fart, and he goes, oh yeah, now that I now I think that the tuxedos are actually a little fucked up. <laughs> Dude, I had such a moment where this is bad, but and I, I think we've I feel like most of us have had this at some point during the pandemic, where you go, oh. Are farts funny to me again? Because, like, I laughed. (laughs) I just sat there and giggled to myself, and I was like, oh, the standard for humor I have has lowered significantly. I I think they're always funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, I'm not going to do them on stage, you know? Like, I don't want it to be the punchline, but, like, it's a legitimately stupid noise for our body to make. And you think about it for one second, what it's trying to accomplish. And it's just, it's dumb and funny and natural I, and everyone does it. It's, also, it should be funny. Did you go through, I had a period of time, I don't know if you had what were, um, I had been alone for too long. And then I went out into public and I just like, I burped so loud. Like with <laughs> like open mouth, like just let it like absolutely rip. And then immediately was like, oh, right, this is impolite. <laughs> I'm in front of people right now. What the hell? But I've just been alone for right. so long <laughs> that I just let anything happen as it happened. But I guarantee you everybody else in the room knew exactly what just had happened. Where you just, you for, the, my favorite uh, line from those old movies is that you forget yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and no, that hasn't happened to me, Rebecca, because uh, Craig's rear body, I can't burp. I'm sorry, excuse me? I cannot burp. Uh, like, ever? Like, I have to try really, really hard to, like, force something out, and it usually comes out as, like, a little squeak. But, like, I can't full-on, like, belch. And and to the point where, like, if I'm drinking beer, like, if I've had a meal, yeah, and then I'm drinking beer with it or immediately afterwards, mm-hmm. I get so full and bloated. Like, yeah. the gas just stays inside of me to the point where I cannot bend over, and, like, it is physically painful. Um, and I can't get it out through my mouth. I've, I've tried a dozen... You talk to a doctor about this. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it resolves itself eventually. That you're um, blowing my mind. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm well, not, I'm not alone. All, first of all, at me. Like, let, me, let us know, everybody, if you've got that problem. Because, like, Whoa. If, I, if I, like, really inhale and, like, really force my stomach out with, like, my mouth... Like, I have to stand there with my mouth open and I can maybe get, like, a... Like out of, and I have to do that like dozens and dozens of times. I think we have the exact opposite problem. Yeah. No. <laughs> if I get nervous, like if I'm, if I get too much anxiety, I'll start burping. Okay. Like I have any, you know what I mean? We have not adjusted any chemicals in my stomach. I haven't 
eaten or yeah. not eaten anything. We just, have the exact opposite. I same just problem. start <laughs> if, if I start burping out of nowhere, I'm like I'm stressed, dude. Yeah. You better watch yeah. out. Same problem, different. Yep, uh, different ends. You know, also just as a side tip, you should never drink bottled beer. Then, uh, yeah. you have to pour it into a glass. Uh, yeah, actually, specific brands for me are really terrible. Um, Canadian and Coors. Uh, no, Coors is okay. Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Canadian oh, and Budweiser. There there's something in it mm-hmm. that makes me hiccup until I vomit. Oh, Lord. Yeah, like it's it's like a chemical thing. Like I can feel it start and I can't stop. Um, but okay, I just need to explore this. <laughs> I need to explore this. We just, really got off uh, the rails I know, now. it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We can edit this out if it's terrible. Uh, I just really need to uh, examine this because I have a theory. In your family, growing up, yes. if someone said, uh, they had an upset stomach. What did that mean? Oh, that means, well, that means you better, in my opinion, that means you better go throw up. Right. Okay. And in my family, that meant you were going to go shit. What? And I, yeah, I have a, I have a theory where you were either a upset stomach meant throw up or upset stomach meant you were going to shit. <laughs> and my theory is. You're from that, you're from one of those two families. So the fact that I can't burp all comes from the fact that I'm from a, I'm from the downstairs, uh, downstairs family. You know what I mean? Upset stomach? <laughs> Turn on the fan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man, we really this went off. This got off the rails. Yeah, we really went off. There's, we, I can't even see are the rails a, anymore, are you Rebecca. A poop family or a- <laughs> Or a vomit family. Oh. These and other hot takes on Villain Was Right. <laughs> Normally we say we uh, save this unhingedness for our bonus episodes. Yeah, yeah, we don't normally. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> All to say Derek is 100% correct. Yeah, even, he, even, when he, even when he fires Brennan at the end for fucking up the Catalina wine mixer, it's mm-hmm. the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, why do you, you can't get a Billy Joel cover band and not have them do all the hits? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I don't think that's necessarily Brent. It is, to kind of go back to our last episode, it kind of fucks the gig for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's not Brennan's fault. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's his, although I would say I don't think that's the venue for these guys. No, it's not. No. Know your audience is the real lesson here. Yes. Know your audience, you've booked the wrong band. <laughs> and then they uh, they saved the day by singing the song, uh, which yes. is, blew my mind. I I remember that being angelic and wonderful, and then as I'm hearing it, I'm like, that's also sounds like Will Ferrell, though. Yes, I was it, almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost certain that they had for sure dubbed that. Oh, okay. No, but, no, no. No, and that's... Will Ferrell can sing. Oh, absolutely. I love I love when Will Ferrell gets a little serious. So good every time. They fucking nail it. For some reason, that gets the parents back together. Yeah. <laughs> Through comedy magic, <laughs> this song heals all wounds, and he gets his jaw back and a pirate castle <laughs> in the sky. Nobody learning the lessons they need to. Nobody learned any lessons they needed to, except for maybe Derek learns that he should be less of a dick. Yeah, he does kind of learn that at the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he really does. He's the real hero. He's the only guy who had any character (laughs) development. Yeah. Yeah. And his cheating wife goes back to him and he never knows, right? I think that's kind of where that ends up. (laughs) 
Like, yeah, this guy doesn't really matter. He doesn't have love in his heart, and he doesn't deserve any. Yeah. His life should be ruined because he was slightly successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's it. For, that's it for me. Absolutely. Uh, so we've got our rankings of, of the villains. I've got a ranking for Derek. Obviously, I think he's the biggest villain. Um, and I've got, because Rumpus Room makes me laugh so hard, and I love it so much. Um, I've got the other rooms for activities scale, literally. So from a shenanigans shack to an antics attic, I'm going to give Derek a horseplay house. Buddy, somebody's going to get hurt, all right? You're, I know you're just having fun out there, but you are hurting some people. you got to pull it back a bit, all right? Horseplay isn't for everyone. Everything's fun until somebody loses an eye. Uh, just, I heard that all the time growing up, and I don't know why I channeled that all of a sudden. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so I did a very similar scale to yours. Um, so I'm going to def- redefine mine a little bit. Mine is the room needed for activities scale. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of room. Uh, so on a scale of reading, which doesn't require much room at all, just sit there quietly, all the way up to sailing, which you need the entire ocean for, uh, I'm going to give Robert, I'm ranking Robert, uh, actually, the, the dad in this, uh, I'm going to rank him a jump rope because uh, it's a perfectly reasonable amount of space. Your request is completely reasonable, and you're justifiably angry if somebody gets in there and fucks your shit up. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and guys, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. As always, if you want to follow us, you can follow us at VWR on Twitter. You can catch us on Facebook at Villain Was Right. And if you want to email us, you can email us at villainwasright at gmail.com. Guys, send us in those suggestions. We love when you send us in suggestions. It makes our work so much easier. And we want to do what you guys want to listen to. So send us those suggestions over to Gmail, Twitter, wherever you can get at us. And if you've got a couple of bucks. Yeah, absolutely. You can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the villain was right. Um, if you choose to support us, uh, sh- throw us a few bucks. Uh, we have a whole bunch of different levels with different rewards. So um, one big one is our audience choice episodes. Every month we have an episode that is uh, voted on by our patrons, and it's completely from movies that have been suggested by audience members. Uh, so we do that once a month. You get to vote on that. Uh, we also have episodes available two days early, and uh, at our highest tier, we have uh, two bonus episodes a month. So for $7 a month, uh, you get a Rebecca pick, and you get a Craig pick, and we talk about movies where maybe the villain wasn't right, and uh, as uh, as you just heard earlier, we get a little unhinged. Uh, we get a little, are you a, are you a shit family or are you a vomit family that's kind of those are kind of the depths that we plumb <laughs> on that one uh so if you can that's great and if you don't have any money that's fine thank you guys so much for listening thank you for telling your friends about it uh leave us a, re- a, a review and uh and then tell your friends thanks so much for listening and now it is time for hero and villain of the week um i just moved Yes. Uh, so it's a, a, a long overdue Craig Fay versus technology. Ah, where I yeah. knew we were going to hit some of those. We were going to hit point. it sooner or later. Um, so I uh, went to go set up our printer after having moved and set up a whole new Wi Fi network and all the rest. And this old printer, I've had it forever. It did not want to reconnect. This thing has been nothing but a pain in my ass. It's got like four buttons on it and one light. And somehow you're supposed to be able to do everything. And not like obvious buttons like up or down or like enter. There's just one that's like a triangle. 
and then you just hold it for various amounts of times to try and get it to do something. So you're like trying to connect it to a Wi-Fi network by just like hold it for three seconds until the light blinks green. And you're like, that is the dumbest way. I've got to keep perfect time to hit a button. <laughs> Ridiculous. I don't even know what that triangle means. You know, there's a symbol on it. I don't even know what it means. I'm getting so worked up about this. Uh, anyway, and I look it up and there's like 40 page. I look up the instructions for it. There's like 40 pages on how to properly load the paper into the printer, which is, it's a top, you just put the paper in and there's nothing on how to connect it to your Wi-Fi network, right? Mm. Absolutely nothing. I can't get it to even register that I've plugged my computer into it. I was just like, okay, this is, this has always been a pain in my ass. Time to replace this printer. So I start looking online and I'm going to reputable sites like PC Magazine and, and things like that going, what are the top printers of 2021? And what, or 2020, 2021, uh, 2022, what is the printer that I should buy? And they all say the same thing. They go, well, if you're not printing very often, uh, you want to get yourself an inkjet printer because an inkjet printer is, is good for low volumes. But if you don't print regularly enough, the ink cartridges will dry out and you'll have to replace them every time. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. That's the problem I have. So like, so in that case, you should get yourself a laser printer because the toner never dries out and it's great. So get that if you don't want your ink to dry out, but also these are designed for like a minimum of 10,000 pages a day. And you go, what? Like there's just this, makes no sense. No. (laughs) It's like one is four low printing but doesn't dry it and I was just like this is nuts and then I'm going on these websites and I'm looking at the models and I'm like I think this is actually a good printer for me and I click on it and it takes you to the website to buy it and that printer does not exist I checked the manufacturer's website and they're like we have never heard of this printer and that happened for four or five different ones that I clicked on where like you go to Epson you go to HP you go to brother and they're like that model of printer we don't make that one. Here's another one that's similar. It's $400 (laughs) and and is somewhat similar. And then you read the reviews for all of these and not a single one has something any higher than a one-star review. People fucking hate printers across the board. They are like, this is the worst printer I've ever had on every single one of the highest recommended printers there are. It's one stars through the board. And I was like, it can't, and I'm going to get a little metaphorical here to bring this all home, whereas like, I am convinced that printers are the one thing that sort of bridges the digital world that we all live in and the physical world that we should be living in. And I think that there is something to be said about the fact that they, the connection between those two things is so tentative and shaky and bad in the form of printers. I think that's like a metaphor for how we live our lives, <laughs> where we, we do everything in the digital world and there is no way that it can be brought into the real world where it actually means anything. And that's my thought on printers. Yeah, that's good, man. And yeah, you're right. Every printer I've ever purchased is the worst printer I've ever had. Every single time. It's just terrible. 
Um, I've got a, I would say vill, light villain, not even a real villain. It's more just like me and my brother. <laughs> yeah. Cause this, this brothers. movie, obviously, brothers, right? Obviously like this movie kicks up a, some, some stuff where you go, that is kind of how I acted as a child. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You go, oh no, I remember not everything obviously, but like little snippets or little sayings or whatever the fuck. And specifically with sleep for me. Because my brother and I, and this has been for all of time, as far as I understand it, um, have exact opposite sleeping habits, which is my brother will is early riser. He could my brother could wake up at fucking five a.m. for his whole fucking life. There's I'm going to bed at five a.m. Yeah. Like that's kind of more my speed. I'm gonna go to bed at like three or four in the morning most nights, even when I was young. Like pr- probably not that, but like I mean, even when I was really young, I would stay up to like at least midnight, 1 a.m., whatever. I didn't care if I had to roll through high school tired as fuck. I got naps. I would just come home, have a nap, whatever, right? So my brother, his, when we were younger, like young, young, he always felt like it was his job to wake me the fuck up. Okay. And I got to tell you, I didn't agree. (laughs) (laughs) I disagreed strongly with that feeling. Um, And like, it was to the point where like, one night, my mom, I used to, I love Britney Spears. Like, when I was growing up, to, honestly, to this day, love Britney Spears. I'm a big Britney fan. Hashtag free Britney. Thank God. Yeah, we were all pumped. Um, <laughs> so excited for Brett. Anyway, I used to be, I was a huge, huge Britney fan. One time, my mom tried to wake me up because there was some, like, Britney Spears performance live on TV, but it was, like, whatever, like, midnight or something. And my mom thought, what a nice treat. I'll wake her up. She can come downstairs, watch this, go back to bed. We have memories, whatever. My mom tried to wake me up, and I was like, fuck off, Kayla. Like, I just kept going like, so not, not those exact words, but I kept thinking it was my brother trying to wake me up. So I just kept telling you, go to bed. Stop bothering me. Like, just kept yelling at my mom until she left, because she was like, well, clearly, I'm not going to be able to wake her up. One particular morning, though, because my normally it would happen like my brother would jump on me in the morning, right? He, I'd had like a bed frame. He'd stand on the top of the bed frame and jump on me, and that's how <laughs> like I like wrestling style. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like that's how I'd wake up a lot of mornings. Traumatic. This oh oh you would think um, this particular morning the worst one he ever did, and I will remember this for the rest of my life because to this day I was like I thought I was dying, like I thought I was dying. Um, <laughs> my brother had. I don't know when he woke up and how he did it because he had to clear stuff out from underneath my bed. But he got under my bed and started just hitting the mattress as hard as he could, just jostling it. And so my whole mattress is just bouncing up and down, but nothing else in the room is moving. And that's how I wake up. And I start going, like I'm just screaming. Until it locks in that these are like there's a person underneath my bed and it's clearly my brother. The fact that he had to do work. Yes, <laughs> he was committed to waking me up in such a fashion that was truly the most terrified I've ever been waking up. I would say other than obviously like night terrors and stuff, but yeah. So that 
that's my and I get not barely a villain because that's yeah. fun, that's a fun story it now. Is, yeah. It's hilarious. I really like it. I wouldn't even call him that. And you and your brother get along. Yeah, of course. I love yeah. I love my brother. I really love that guy. <laughs> um, so that would be that's my story of the week. Let's call it that, um, guys. Uh, as always, uh, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Yeah, you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, at CraigFay.com. And guys, next week we we'll give out a special audience choice episode. Patrons have decided it's Stuart Little. I am so <laughs> excited to fuck d- that mouse. Fuck that mouse. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna tear it up next week. I'm so excited for that, guys. And this is the villain was right, reminding you that sometimes you should lose your dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>